What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A retro show this week, doing a Q&A show this week, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. Have early access to a couple of interview clips up there now. You can see the Listen your Boy intro a little bit early. I post the Fightful Wrestling Weekly there early as well. This show brought to you by Knockdown Sports Radio. Hosts Chris Calicut and Cody Teague dive deeper into topical sports stories and explore the social relevance and fallout of those stories. I will actually be appearing on that show this week. I think it'll air this week as well. Uh, you can follow them at Knockdown underscore media on Twitter. They are available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, and more. Check them out. It's a lot of fun. Very excited to be on their show. I think we film that tomorrow night. Tomorrow night being Wednesday night. Knockdown Media on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them through us. Also, omg.com. You all have seen my lunches. You know they're delicious. You know they're beautiful. Part of that beauty is because of my boys over at omg.com. There is a food and fitness revolution happening, and our world has become flooded, flooded with processed, genetically modified foods. However, natural organic foods are by far the best options for optimal nutrition. Ghee is a superfood, according to many top nutritionists and athletes, because of its high healthy fat content. You get those omega-3s, those omega-9s, those essential fatty acids. It's a great source of vitamin A, D, E, and K. It is my, it's not even an alternative to butter. I just use it instead of butter. Cooked some deer meat, some mixed veggies with it. Threw that all together. It was delicious. OMG.com. On the MMA show, we had a Fightful promo code. Go check it out. Watch the show. We'll give you the code. Also, follow them at OMG Butter on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them through us. James says, how in the hell have we seen your lunches? Well, unlike James, some people follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Piss off, mate. I'm joined by one Jeffrey Hawkins. Jeff, what's up? We've never fought on the air. Me and Jimmy do, though. We fought occasionally. I not fought. Come on. Uh, I'm like, sorry, <laughs> No, you just tape us without permission. That's um, true. <laughs> permission? Okay, let me clear the air here, because you and Anna make a big little piss party about that. What I do is I when, when we filmed the alternate commentary series, mm-hmm. it was one long broadcast on Google Hangouts. Then I would edit it, chop it up, and divide the two alternate commentary stories. Is it my fault that <laughs> you say something like, yeah, I remember that match. It was fucking miserable. Hey, Alex, how's the kid? <laughs> Big in revenge porn, too, are you, Sean Ross Sapp? Is that... <laughs> no, uh, I actually was going to ask you, are you, do you like venison? I love venison. So on the MMA show... 
I told a story about the most hillbilly thing I've ever done in my life. I had a car that sat here. It was a junked car. It wasn't running. And a friend of mine who performs in demolition derbies messaged me and said, hey, how much would you sell the car for? And I said, if you stock my freezer with deer meat, we're good to go. And hmm. he did, God damn it. Best deal I ever made. I won that. I won that exchange. I'm not a fan, but my dad has always tried to get me to like it because he's a deer hunter. So <laughs> I like it a lot more in stew and soups and stuff mm. like that. Sometimes it can stick to your teeth if you just eat it regular. I've never had deer jerky. I'm going to try that. So obviously there's some big news today that yes. that even happened before SmackDown. And I really thought they... I, it was. I don't think it was a mistake. A lot of the stories that emerged after this, I think WWE made an attempt to bury this news, and that was that Big Cass, two days after the best match of his life against Daniel Bryan, in my estimation, was released by WWE. Now, details are few and far between. I'm trying to find out, but I mean, obviously Triple H isn't there right now. He's in Europe right now. There were rumors that. This was a public meeting. I was told it was not a public meeting. Also, the people I spoke to didn't even spot Cass there. So whether that means he was there or not, I don't know. But they didn't see him there. Maybe he came in, hit the bricks after he got cut, and that was that. But big Cass released. I'm still working to find out more. But, man, this was a little bit surprising. Although, I I have to admit, I've heard some pretty wild stories over the past year or so about Cass. I know that management had some issues working with him, although they thought that it was just maybe who he was working with. You know what I mean? They thought that maybe that was a product of his frustrations, and I'm sure him tearing his ACL didn't cause any less frustration. They kind of hoped it would be different when, when he came back, but obviously there was a situation in which he went off script when he shouldn't have. Uh, I'll, I'll dive into that a little bit more, but I was also told a story about how a former uh, employee, I don't want to say a wrestler backstage employee, anything like that showed up backstage last year and Cass was taking shots at him and asked him to leave the locker room. Like things like that. I would, I've heard about, and that, that's really weird. I, for all I know right now, big Cass could have said, let me out. But I don't think that that would get him out, especially considering the fact that Neville can't get out as well. What are your thoughts on this, Jeff? Well, the clarification from it being a public meeting to one-on-one is important in in my estimation, because if you fire somebody in public, that's a humiliation move. And it's also meant to send a message of some sort. Um, it probably means that he did something egregiously bad in order to get fired in public or at least egregiously uh, hurt somebody's feelings or something to that effect. Now that it's been kind of clarified or it, I mean, we haven't confirmed anything. So number one, we can't really speculate, but it, a sure. one-on-one type of thing, it could be, it could be, you know, you 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 made fun of my steak wrap. I mean, it, it really could be anything, Penny Andy. My my personal thinking is that it's a number of things. It's not just one thing, and the, the, just something kind of put it over the top. Where it's like, look, we have all this money now from our new TV deal. We're not necessarily in the business of quote unquote making stars. So spectacle guys, we don't need as much as we used to. You know, we we can take or leave you if you're going to try and big time us, and that's what I'm. That's my initial. That's what it smells like. Is that is that he wanted he did something star type, and just pissed somebody off and got fired for it. Guys, I'm aware there is lag on the video. You all can avoid seeing our beautiful faces for a couple of moments. I think you're going to be okay. The issue with the situation with Big Cass going off the script came right after the Greatest Royal Rumble when they had the little person. Mm. And originally Daniel Bryan was supposed to make the save. His chest was still beat up so badly that they couldn't, they, they didn't feel comfortable putting Daniel Bryan on TV and that got canceled. 
that got moved, essentially. Uh, he was held off TV. Big Cass had pitched the idea of <clears throat> doing the beatdown that he did, and he was told, no, don't do that. Then he went out and did it. At least that was the story I was told. Whether or not that's what happened, I don't know, but that's what I was told. Your thoughts on that? Well, I, I don't think it has to. I mean, if it was going to have to do with that necessarily as, as the as the thing that did it, he wouldn't have been around for these next few weeks and, until, although, although, you know what, now that I think about it, maybe he would have. Maybe they would have kept him. Hey, we have these plans through now, and we're going to fire you right afterwards for doing this boneheaded thing. But I think it's just one in the ledger, and it's like, and, and it's just, you know, certain number of, uh, Hole punches, you get a, you get fired, and I think I think it was just I think it's just like two or three things, and that was it. It surprised me that they mentioned him on television. Me too. Because, they mentioned him almost move, immediately on television. Their move, yeah, first sentence out. Their move is usually to immediately you are persona non grata, you you don't exist. But maybe that's just one of those double double reverse type things where where you know what we're gonna mention him on TV so that we don't bring attention to the fact that we didn't mention him on television. Guys, yes, I am aware of the lag. You all you all will just have to deal with the lack of video. We're going to look like the, the old Matt Hardy, Matt Facts thing. As long as the audio works, that's what matters. You all can hear us. So that happened today. I'm going to work and try to find more. My God, I had a lot of the Fightful Wrestling Weekly done, but as it turns out, I'm going to have to re- reconfigure some of that. <laughs> SmackDown Live as a whole, what did you think tonight? I thought this was a solid show. I I, I do. I, I think uh, I think the Gauntlet match was a nice, fun hour. Even though um, even though it seemed fairly apparent that they were they 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 just wanted you know they wanted something to fill the time because they are a little bit overextended with the UK shows and with the Raw last night and with Money in the Bank. I, I, you know, the, the gauntlet match I liked in the first quarter of this show, first half hour was dedicated to the women's division. I thought they did some good stuff here too. So, I mean, I, I had no issues with this show whatsoever. Just a heads up guys. I do have the Q and a form open on fightfulselect.com. Even if you're not a member of fightful select, you can submit a question. And if you decide to subscribe one day, go back, check it out. I'll have answered it. So th- that my first thing in the notes was Big Cass got fired today, and he was mentioned in the first minute by Paige. She runs down the show, and that's it. She's mm-hmm. done for the night. Why did I? Sometimes I feel bad that they fly people in for this. Are you sure they flew her in, and they didn't just tape that last week? They should have. Well, I don't know because they've been you know, known to do that too. They they did that with with Kofi, but they don't often do that when they have to really talk, when it's some mm-hmm. nondescript thing like what New Day did a couple weeks ago. That's more that's more like it. Uh Carmella kicks off the show, which I, I said in January that she was going to go the furthest out of that trio. <laughs> she has, she has she says that she's had to deal with a lot of insecurity issues. Then says, psych! This is the first time I've ever seen WWE do the attractive girl who isn't the greatest wrestler, sympathizes with the crowd only to reveal she's faking it gag. Sarcasm duly noted. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, get, I, get, I get that people are a bit miffed that they're basically running the Alexa Bliss playbook with Carmella. But I think the characters are slightly different enough where they can get away with it. Alexa is kind of the more devious due to her height type of character. And Carmela is more, I'm a pretty girl. I can't wrestle a lick. So I have to get, I have to get wins through hook or by crook. I, I, I think they're two different characters. They're just different enough to be able to get away with this type of thing. But yeah, it's the same promo. Oscar comes out, but it's really James Ellsworth. The big hog is back. <laughs> James Ellsworth. The boyhood is dream has come true. James Ellsworth is fantastic, and he is what this act needs. I, 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 I cannot stress how great I loved this promo of his. I love number one. The wink on Sunday was spectacular, but not only that, the way he does the whole Oscar mask take off, just like her as well. 
he's absolutely a fantastic patsy that can take a beating for Carmella. And I, I think it's going to inject new life into the character quite a bit. I have a, a, an idea for this team, what their name should be. Carmella is the irresistible force and Ellsworth's hog is the immovable object. Mm. The sound of one hand clapping. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, how would you do that? Would I like clap my leg or something? Never mind. That's the sound of, of a black mass hitting Lars Sullivan or not. Or not. Our NXT post show in the archives now. And the whole execution of this was pretty good too, especially just catching the catching the uh Carmella kick right at that right moment. I liked Angry Asuka here too. I I thought this segment was really, really good. Asuka comes out, kicks Ellsworth, then she gets kicked by Carmella. So it looks like we're gonna run this one back. Work a feud for a little while. Sure, we're gonna have Ellsworth get his butt kicked for a few weeks, yeah. and then and then Car- and then Carmel will sneak out a win. Carmel's <laughs> gonna be out for a little while. She's getting some stuff handled. She's gonna be in the ESPN body issue, as we saw. Uh, so, who else? Who else would there be besides Becky for Carmella? Naomi. That they they like to go there, don't they? Mm-hmm. I think Naomi would be better. Well, I, I'm there. Yeah, Naomi would probably, I think, be better served to appear with the Usos and a newly promoted Nikki Cross. Well, Naomi was already at the top of the the the, the division a, a few months back. It, it's time to build Becky back up and it, and and let Asuka have a turn here. So, I mean, I, I have no issue with this right now. The Iconics do something that many people have done, and that is wondering aloud what they're actually supposed to do while they're in Toledo. <laughs> Dayton still far worse than Toledo. I'm sorry. Dayton is the most boring city on earth. Did a kickboxing camp in Dayton and can confirm. Mm-hmm. Can confirm. Went there for the uh, NCAA tournament one year and just nothing. <laughs> it's bad. They also make fun of Becky Lynch for being a sad little troll of a sidekick to Charlotte. Becky starts off on fire, and then they do the old pull the baby face's arm into the rope spot to turn the tides. But Becky controlled the match during the commercial, but then they switched the momentum right before we came back from the break to make it look like Billy Kay had been controlling it, even though we could see. Uh, I don't know if that forearm to the chest from Billy Kay is worth bumping for. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I, you know what? The one hiccup in this match, I don't like, I didn't like the narrative that they're putting over here that somehow Becky is an absolute failure. And then, Oh, this is what it shows when you, when you just bounce back and keep going. I'm like, okay, look, <laughs> no, number one, her, her having to wait for Alexa on the ladder there. It wasn't really failing. It was more stalling than anything, but, but it just seemed a little bit overwrought to call, to call, be calling Becky a failure here. And that, and that somehow it was devastating to her when after every pay-per-view you're back in the ring doing another match in another program. I, I just found it kind of uh, ham-fisted. Usually Tom Phillips is so WWE washed and vanilla and basic that I don't notice anything from his commentary. Like mm-hmm. I've tuned out the terrible O's, but not every suplex that Becky does is an exploder. Right. <laughs> he, he called a wrist clutch suplex that. She dives onto Peyton ringside and then submits Billy with disarmor. This was whatever. This, I mean, this is what they do win. with this is what they're gonna do with the iconics. Billy gets beat, Peyton interferes, and then Peyton yeah. wins when she's in the in the ring. I liked uh I liked the nuance of Peyton kneeing Becky and then trying to wipe off dust off of her boot yeah. as if it made a mark or something. I thought that was kind of cool. Back say Jeff Hardy gets a really weird bad promo about Nakamura <laughs> punching him RITP. He turns around, he's wearing his old face paint. So they're they're trying to add some flavor to him. Do you think we get the old music back? 
We might. I. This is the wrong promo. Look, <laughs> there's something wrong with Southern hillbilly trying to preach Eastern philosophy. And Nakamura and- <laughs> owned him on the promo. Yes, yes, he did. I mean, Hardy's promo came off as kind of uh, pretentious, and Nakamura came off really great. I thought Nakamura's was fantastic. He's one of the best promos on SmackDown right now. Mm-hmm. He and can say a lot with. I mean, he can say a lot just through how he says what little he actually well, says. Well, the thing the thing with him is is like he as a babyface by how I always thought is he didn't need to say anything to do that. Now he says very little and man it accentuates that too so he can he can get away with a little bit of everything yeah. but as a babyface all he needed to do was kick ass. As a heel all he has to do is make those snarky kind of facials when he's saying something and he's mm-hmm. perfect. He cut the great promo saying the only reason he lost, he being Shinsuke Nakamura, was the ref counted fast and didn't count in Japanese. <laughs> Don't the Japanese refs count in English? Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. You know what else he should he goes, well he should probably said in Japan we get a twenty count. Just, that, troll, just troll all the way through. That would have been great. He trashes Jeff Hardy, too. I thought it was very clever for them to have set up a reason for this a week ago. Instead of forcing something that just wasn't natural, I thought overall this was a pretty well-written episode of SmackDown Live, all things Mm -hmm. considered. And I've rather enjoyed the show probably for about the last month. Uh, Well, it's interesting you say that. It's interesting you say that because we have a note coming up that – Totally kind of throws it out the window, I think, but uh, continue. We'll see, yeah. Rusev and Lana getting that dollar store money. Did you see that? Yeah, I, you know, uh, they did this. I know this a dollar store when I see one. Yeah, that's what I thought, but they never mentioned the store, did they? Yeah, at the end. Snickers, oh, available at the dollar store. Oh, okay, I, did, I didn't realize so that. I, I know they've been doing that. I know that he also does, I believe, Cricket Wireless commercials now. He's a pretty darn good spokesperson. Yeah, good for him. Hey, he's getting that money right now. Mm-hmm. Absent from tonight's show, worth noting, Charlotte Flair, Almas and Zelina, The Bar, Shelton Benjamin. Any of those stand out? Almas didn't get his match with Sin Cara because apparently Sin Cara got hurt. No, none of those really stand out, to be honest. Any of those acts can be brought back. And at any time. Yeah. Well, Sinkar wrestled a couple days ago, so apparently he's fine. They need to uh, do that damn match then. Mm-hmm. No Nikki Cross with Sanity. Did that surprise you, or do you think we're still going to see her very soon, considering that the Usos are the ones feuding with Sanity, and there's no Naomi anywhere on the show? I was surprised. I gotta be honest. I I mean, I'm opinionating against, against my expectations, which is a problem or what I want. Um, I think Nikki cross makes sanity a better act, but if this is the way they're going to go, you can't debut her until Sanity's going for the tag titles and she comes out and she helps them win. And then, and then she was in on it all along. Otherwise, if you, if you waste her at extreme rules, doesn't have as much oomph. It has to be the moment when they win the tag titles. I think beyond her making the act better, I think she makes the act. Because I think nobody portrays that better than her. Well, she, she makes the act really interesting. Good. She makes the act interesting. Yeah. Because we don't have a lot of co-ed stables in, in WWE history. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They attacked... The Usos here who had cut a promo about how dumb they used to look when they were trying to make a name for themselves. I thought that was kind of funny. They they are able to take that and make it very good. But Sanity jump uh, jumped the Usos. There is no match here. But the most decorated wrestler in TNA history, Eric Young, has debuted on the WWE main roster. Uh, two two things. I liked, uh, I liked Sanity's promo with the silhouettes on the wall. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and Eric Young, Eric Young was also TNA's most versatile performer ever. 
in that he could do comedy. He could do the serious with world elite, even though world elite were kind of treated as afterthoughts two weeks after they debuted. But you know, he did the geeky comedy. He did the good comedy and he did the serious stuff. I think, I think he's, he has, I mean, it's nice that he's getting paid and I'm happy for him. Listen to this resume, TNA world heavyweight champion, TNA X division champion, TNA world tag team champion twice. Then he held the version of the title as the NWA world tag team titles twice. He held the knockouts tag team championship with ODB. He held the legends championship, the global championship, the television championship and the king of the mountain championship. All four versions of that title he held. He won the world cup of wrestling there. And most importantly, the TNA World Beer Drinking Championship. That's a good one. Do you remember that title? It was a toy spinner belt with a beer bottle on it. <laughs> and James Storm James Storm it around. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. The camera work on this entrance. <laughs> Listen, man, I ate, you know, I ate the like a roll of those fruit is- Mentos before this. And I wanted to barf everywhere. This this was a first year film student going in the booth and going, what are some cool effects I could do on my very first student film? We'll just go in and out with the zooms. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And quick cut, quick cut, quick cut. Smoke, smoke, lights. Oh my god. I I I uh I, I looked down at the floor until they had finally gotten in the ring. <laughs> Who is the moron that thinks this is a good idea? They should be ashamed of themselves. Well you see, their gimmick is chaos. So chaos. the camera work, so the camera work has to be chaotic. Oh, that's what brought in those fucking shakes. All the the shield! <laughs> oh my god pissing me the hell off but I like the beatdown yeah I did too Smackdown Tag Team Championships for some reason the Bludgeon Brothers are facing the Good Brothers again why why uh, why be, because they didn't want to put the bar in there against them and that's the only other team on the roster New Day You can put oh, okay. day in there. Well, yeah, Big E in the gauntlet. Bring back the headbangers. Oh, <laughs> and another spirit squad run. Come on. There you go. Why not? Would have made more sense. So Rowan hits a nice wheel kick, but he and Gallows take forever on the top rope for a superplex. Anderson gets just massacred on the apron. They put him on their shoulders, they being the Ludger brothers, and then throw him forward. Almost an inverted powerbomb style. Gallows is able to fight back after he gets worked over and lands a couple of big kicks. Anderson gets a an impressive spine buster on Harper. Harper's a big boy to be throwing up like that. Mm-hmm. But Anderson walks into a black hole slam and the bludgeoning gets the win. This wasn't bad at all. But before this, the Bludgeon Brothers were not connecting too well. What did you think of the match? I I thought it was okay. I actually kind of enjoyed the one Sunday a little bit better than this one, but I admit that, uh, you know, man, Anderson in a different world, I think he's just waiting for the time to go back to new Japan, to be honest with you. I mean, he's not going to get a single push anywhere around here and he really should get one gallows as, as your face in peril is an interesting concept, given how big he is. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I just it, it's one of those things where they've made tag teams on both shows so absolutely disposable at this point that you can't build any of them up. We're Even talking oh four oh five level at this point. Yeah, I mean we're we're talking at the level where they were just putting singles wrestlers together and not really giving them team names. They've improved. They've packaged guys as teams. The problem is the matches aren't 
any different than singles matches and the tag team matches every week are kind of the same kind of pattern and everybody goes 50 50 some less so than others and it's just really it's it's in dire straits compared to the legacy of the nxt tag division there's no reason with the level of talent that they have that they should marginalize tag teams to the degree in which they have it's embarrassing it is it's sad it's it's a real disservice to your viewer. It's a disservice to your roster. Gallows and Anderson not being utilized is going to go down as one of the biggest wastes in recent memory, in my estimation, because you have an instant connection with Finn Balor. You have an instant connection with AJ Styles. You have an instant feud between the two singles guys as it relates to those two. Then, oh, what happens they get themselves over as baby faces with their their catchphrases and all that stuff. There's stuff there that is ready made for a baby face run. Oh, they got themselves in the best shape they've ever been in. Ever been in? No, we still don't want to go with that. We still don't want to make it work. At, I all, their stuff for, all their stuff for Southpaw was genius too. Yeah. It's it's embarrassing, man. It's it it's rough. And this is a real indication of where I don't think WWE wanted somebody. They wanted New Japan to not have somebody. Yes, I would agree and with that. That's a shame, especially for Carl Anderson, because we're probably talking about him main eventing some shows by now, at least a couple, like, or one or two here and there. He was oh, probably... He was, on the, he was on the ascent in the G1. Yeah, when, he, he was, was on there. his way to being a, a top guy. He'd, be, he'd, probably guys. Be, he'd probably have been... You probably have to run with the U.S. title yeah. there. And who knows what the future will hold, because I'm sure they'll welcome him back with open arms if he opts if he to, wants go to go back. If he yeah. wants to go, because you the know what? Ring of, Honor, good. Ring of Honor would <laughs> welcome him with open arms as well. It's just, it's weird. Daniel Bryan is coming out for his gauntlet match. His gauntlet match goes essentially a full hour. Sees the Bludgeon Brothers on the ramp. Just stares. This is where I, you know how you're saying, man, this is really well scripted. This was the one misstep here for me. I don't understand why they do this melding of things. You know, oh, the the Bludgeon Brothers can't walk back stage. We have to have Daniel Bryan come out right now for his match. I mean, are, are we, are we short on time? Explain it to me. Explain why this week is different as opposed to every other week where they have it so patterned out. Why do we need it? The only reason they brought him out is for that pa- double power bomb spot, which is also inexplicable unless he's getting a tag partner for extreme rules, which I think might be the plan here. Yeah, I do too. And that'll put the spotlight a little bit on this division, but I mean, it's still, it still reeks of, uh, let's keep Daniel Bryan away from the top picture. That's fine. I mean, and it reeks of B show filler feud. Yes, it does. It really does. We'll talk more about that. Daniel Bryan backstage is interviewed by Renee Young. He takes a shot at the Miz. He says he's going to face three great superstars and the Miz. Legs, lung, and heart is brought back around. I thought every time he does this, I think he's going into the Captain Planet routine with the Earth Wind, or not Earth Wind. Yeah, earth, wind, fire, water, heart. There we go. And I bet, I bet if he could land a role as Captain America, that son of a bitch would do it. Captain Planet, you mean? Or Cap- yeah, Captain Planet, my bad. Brian's promo is not great, especially when he's next to somebody like Renee, who is so natural at doing that. Legs, lungs, and heart is a t-shirt, isn't it? It's coming. Oh, hell yeah, it's coming. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. They're pushing it. So Big E versus Daniel Bryan are the first two combatants. I like putting Big E in this match. It makes him seem higher up. Daniel Bryan applies a surfboard, but Big E goes belly to belly overhead, then kills Daniel Bryan with a splash. Not nearly as much as Daniel Bryan almost killed himself by not tucking his chin on a power slam. Bro, what are you doing? What This was worrisome to me. There's a couple worrisome things in here. I see he's brought back. Has he done the headbutt spot? I hadn't noticed um, it. 
until tonight. He did that almost right after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, I, I think it's going to be a spot that he misses every time. I don't think he's ever going to hit it, but uh, I, I found that interesting that that's back in his bag of tricks now. Yeah, he shouldn't hit it, and he should very, very rarely go for it. In my estimation. If I could, if I could get an all Japan style match, if I could take the WWE stuff out of it between four, these four competitors, you know, circa '92, give me that Biggie Rusev, give me that Rusev Samoa Joe hoss match like bam bam versus vader god i'd love that <laughs> yeah he needed i was very worried on that power slam attempt oh man that was that was a horrifying one biggie and miz or biggie and daniel bryan rather worked very well together i thought a mm-hmm. biggie kills daniel bryan again with a clothesline after some drop kicks then Big E does this jackknife backbreaker that sounded like it hit real hard. Did you hear oh, the, the yelp from Daniel Bryan? Yes, the scream from Daniel Bryan did not sound like selling to me. It sounded no. like, I took that wrong. That hurt. <laughs> it sounded like he thought he was going to have to take it on his back or somewhere mm-hmm. not. Well, he took it on his back, but it wasn't a flat back bump. It was the old breaker bump, and oh, it was nasty. Hope he's okay. Brian transitions in and out of submissions, almost gets power bombed. A YOLO dive leaves both men hurt. But Brian gets the pin with his knee. What did you think of that YOLO dive? I cringe every time I see it. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, I it's an impressive move. It just scares the hell out of me every time because he lands almost on his side, it seems, and, and that's a that's going to kill your hip sooner than later. I, I but this match I, I liked. I like it's a nice change of pace for Biggie. Um it was a little bit more of a serious Biggie and I also liked I liked that the New Day weren't out there to do their stuff. I think it was a nice spotlight on what Biggie you know what we all thought Biggie was going to be when they brought him up with the five count gimmick and all that other things. We thought I mean when he was NXT champ or at least, you know, we all thought he was going to be future world champ on the main roster. And I still think he can be a lot of those things. The guy's only 32, so he's got plenty of time, assuming that his body is holding up. And the guy's been in tag matches mostly for the last few years, so that kind of helps out with the bumps, considering that he's been the hot tag guy for, uh, what, four years now? Yeah, so that, but that the act out. is still printing money. So you, true. you never I mean, look... Oh yeah, I could be world champ in a era where world champ doesn't mean a whole lot, or I could print more money and retire much earlier. I, I think he goes with the latter. I'm with you. I'm with you. So Biggie is eliminated. Samoa Joe joins. Joe stalks Brian, who finally makes a comeback, only to be power bombed, which Tom Phillips calls a power slam. Thankfully, Graves is quick to correct him. Joe turns it into the Billy Goat's curse, then an STF. Brian gets out and starts to work over Joe's leg, but Joe regains control with a big senton. Um, this is where the power slam happened, rather. Uh, it was with Joe, not with Big E, I should clarify. Joe applies the Kikina clutch outside, but gets counted out when Daniel Bryan slips out and runs back in. What did you think of this being the way to get Joe out of the match? Uh, interesting. I thought they were going to do the opposite. I thought Joe was keeping an eye on the ref so hard that he was going to hold it till about eight and then run in. And that's how they're going to get rid of Brian. Um, the count was interesting because it was like one, two, it got to five. And then it was like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Nakamura has a case. <laughs> I think he does. I think hang on, Nakamura has to do to show the video of this. Hey, I'm ready. For- uh, I love Joe and Brian. I love that Joe turns Brian's chest into hamburger meat. Um, I I think Joe's going to end up being the guy out of mutual respect to tag with Brian against the Bludgeon Brothers. Interesting. That would be a nice way to to make that work, I think. So Samoa Joe is eliminated, and the Bludgeon Brothers come out and bludgeon bomb Brian. I mean, if you're going to try to get them over or at least get people to care about them, putting them in a program with Daniel Bryan is maybe your best bet, at least. Yeah, what for Cass? Come on. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> this that, was, was the I, was gonna say. It's, I shouldn't say the best bet. 
your cheapest mm. bet. This was a rather. Uh, it's like it's like putting a coin into a penny slot. What did you think but, of this power power bomb? Because this was one of the most dainty, soft power bombs I think I've ever seen on the main roster. I probably right? just watched the guy take a power slam. Yeah, <laughs> watch the neck, watch the back. I just I've been yeah. killing myself. Yeah, I, I could see that being the case. Um, yeah, they like putting Brian against the. This is their narrative that they're telling: Brian against the Giants, David versus Goliath. They love this thing. They do. They love it. Miz comes out. It's the skull-crushing finale on Daniel Bryan. I thought this was amazing professional wrestling storytelling long-term. This was real good shit, pal. I liked that they didn't uh, they didn't belabor the point. I liked that he immediately did it and immediately got the pin. And look, Daniel Bryan brings out something in the Miz in terms of Miz, Miz's anger when he throws him out of the ring and starts berating him, there's something about the Miz character in him that look, it may not be real, but it feels real. Yes. So it's cool. So I love it. Yeah. I love this. I can't wait to see this paid off eventually in a long, long feud. This I want- is This is one where you start it after extreme rules and you build it to hell in the cell. That's yep. Man, but he, I wonder if they're saving it for WrestleMania because that's what they do. Yeah. The WrestleMania is 10 months away. Oh, man. I do hell of a solid WrestleMania with them there. This is a grudge match that needs a grudge match stipulation on the blow off. This is one of those situations I pitched last year, like ways to revitalize the Royal Rumble. One, make it mean something, first off. But if you're going to have the Royal Rumble not be the main event, I would rather the winner of the Royal Rumble just get to pick their own match at WrestleMania. Whatever match they want. I, and I Miz, think, oh, this ahead, sneaky sorry. little bitch Miz finds a way to avoid Daniel Bryan in the Rumble, in the Chamber, at Survivor Series every time. Daniel Bryan says, I've headlined WrestleMania. I've won the title at WrestleMania. I want to kick Miz's ass at WrestleMania. I thought I think that would be just... That would be a good one for somebody to go through the Royal Rumble and just say, I want to kick the shit out of this guy so bad. I'm willing to forgo everything else. But maybe it would work. Maybe it wouldn't. But no, and I, I like the idea because for me, a lot of the Rumble has had no interest because only four guys can win. Really? When you're thinking about, oh, yeah. it's going to be a, it's a world title match. It's like, no. Just have the guy, you know, maybe one half of a certain tag team wins. They decide that they want a Texas Tornado whatever match. You know, I, I think it would add some life into the Rumble if you did it that way. It also doesn't help. I think one guy out of the last 10 years has won the Royal Rumble, then headlined WrestleMania. And I mean headlined, went on last yes. and won the title at WrestleMania. I think one guy, I think it was Cena against The Rock. I believe, man. So Rusev is up next. Some good back and forth action between a couple of guys that fans care about. I was getting into it with Charles Robinson, of all people, this week on Twitter, who said, man, they're out there working their butts off. Uh, These fans don't even give it a chance. Well, the fans don't give a shit about Roman Reigns or Jinder Mahal. They gave a shit about Rusev and Miz. They cared. Toledo cared. Toledo doesn't care about anything. Why would they? It's Toledo. Just the mud hens. Did That's you all they see care being about. the elite this week? Uh, yes. Where was the worst town ever bit? <laughs> In the worst town ever, San Antonio. San Antonio, Texas. Ugh. So the crowd cared about these two. And I think that's what you should do with a guy like a Roman Reigns. Put him with somebody that fans care about. Not that they dislike, that they care about. Yeah, yeah and they almost blew good. it. They almost blew it, I think, because they built a big-time star in Rusev in this match. They Rusev did. was great in this match. All his facials, all, you know, Miz selling for him. That that spot, that clothesline in the corner spot where, where Rusev just kind of looks at him. Yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. And they almost ruined this entire thing 
by having Aiden English heal it up on the that AJ weird. style. That was weird. I think we'll they're breaking about- I think they're breaking them up now. I think that that's the indication right there is is those two shake hands. Aiden English comes in to quote unquote help, and now Rusev's gonna be mad at, at Aiden English for for you know ruining his his first chance at, at a singles title. But man, that was a misstep. Just have Aiden English be happy for his boy. That's all you had to do, and they did that. And I just went, oh, that's that's weird. I said it was an awkward, awkward ending. So big kicks from Rusev, but Miz couldn't apply the skull crushing finale. Instead, Rusev gets sent into the stairs. A DDT couldn't win it for Miz, but then there were big Rusev Day chants. Miz tries Brian's knee, another awesome touch, and gets kicked. Accolade, Rusev wins. I would not have Rusev heal it up. I would not have him be a heel. I would just have him soak it up and put on a real goddamn good match with AJ Styles. I think that's the right move. I think you do that. I think you read the crowd in Pittsburgh at that time and determine who you do that because I think they're going to baby Rusev up. I do. I think they're going to be chanting Rusev Day in Pittsburgh really, really loud. And AJ's good enough to play the heel in that role. I think think you call it in the ring depending on how how the crowd is uh, reacting at the time. I think that's that's probably a good move. Uh, AJ is one of those guys who, even as a baby face, like he he exudes that dickhead vibe a little bit. Like if things don't go his way, he's a little you know he gets a little frustrated easily. He's, so think- he's Iceman and Top Gun. That's who he is. He's the guy who's really good, but he's a dick because he's so good. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair assessment. Fair assessment overall. I thought SmackDown was good. Extreme Rules is looking. Looking okay. I mean, I hate the idea of Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss again. That's stupid. It's, uh, my God, I'm so over that feud. I don't want to see it again. I'm just so far past it. But the multi-man match is going to be good on the Raw end. WWE does multi-man matches. Well, every match is a multi-man match, unless it's Kenny Omega fighting a blow-up doll. Then it's a one-man match. But the five, however many people are in that raw main event that's going to be real good because they always do those well so you think we're going towards Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan against the Bludgeon Brothers that'll be a barn burner and I then like and it. then Joe and then Joe can put him in the coquina clutch post match let me <laughs> let me ask you the question that's on everybody's mind uh-oh when Melissa produces list in your boy on Wednesday again how do you think it'll turn out She'll be fine. It's not like Nigel does that much. I mean, come on. He does. (laughs) To be honest with you, there was a period last spring. I spoke to Nigel more than my own wife because we were working on Wirecast so much together. I will say this. I will say this. As a person who used to run tech at a short-form improv theater, take care of your producers and the people who have to deal with you on all these things. Sometimes things just don't work. And if you get all diva-ish from the stage to the guy in the booth, he's going to make your life hell. Don't make Melissa's life hell. She could, she she has things on the computer. She she could turn oh, you into listen, like... Oh, listen, listen, listen. The reason that I'm not producing is because I wheel a green screen out behind me every single time and pretend I'm in right. Toronto yeah. or in a delivery room while James's wife is giving birth. She could put you in some situations, yeah, with with that green screen. (laughs) That could cause some trouble. You're calling Melissa a producer. Let's not go crazy. Well, it's like like being a producer in Hollywood. Interim producer at best is is Melissa. I think Melissa will do a fine job this week. I am on record as saying that. And then the rest of you haters can can deal with her. I will say, people who are legitimately hating, you can piss off. You're not allowed to do that. Only and I'm this, allowed to bust her balls. You're not, people. Be nice. And this will to set up, and this will set up the Nigel Melissa feud we've all been waiting for. Goddamn Fightful Mania! You all can get a Fightful Mania shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/Fightful. You can get this one. Point at the fucking sign. We also have those new white Fightful Tees. I had those made. 
because it's summer. I got to have something bright to wear. I got to have something nice and cool to wear. They are as soft as some OMG, just lathered. If I could wear OMG, I would. If I could wear OMG, no. We'll see. The, the thing is, <laughs> if I could wear OMGs, I'm, a cannibal's going to cook me because it's delicious. Mm-hmm. So that, that runs a risk. But if I could wear it while I appear on Knockdown Sports Radio this week, I would do that. Follow them at Knockdown underscore media. Follow our boys at OMG Butter. Jeff, what you got going on this week? Good Lord, there's a lot to go over because Rob and I have to go over TakeOver. We have to go over Money in the Bank. We have to go over Raw. We have to go over SmackDown. We have to go over the UK tournament, all the happenings there. I am absolutely devastated that Ginny got hurt in that match because she is a fantastic act. Um, We'll go over the big cast firing if there's any, because apparently there's going to be a story coming out about that tomorrow from from Dave Meltzer. And, uh, And I think possibly it's Rob's last show for now really don't know that for a fact but uh this uh before uh before otani got hurt <laughs> this was gonna be it but now that baseball might be done for me might be looking for something to do guys i want to thank you all so much for joining me we did pretty good numbers tonight spread the word about fightful i can't tell you how important it is word of mouth just putting it out there on your twitter i like this shit it goes a long way we're trying to do things the right way, so leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Player FM, all over the place. Follow me at Sean Ross App. Follow Jeff at Crap Game 13. Follow us at Fightful Online. Most importantly, visit Fightful.com. Talk to me in that NBA draft thread. I am pumped. I'm pumped. We're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.